Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. This is uh, this is the po- I don't usually say this. This is the podcast where I read the dictionary. I read all the stuff and I give you my comments and my thoughts and my bad jokes and it's it's all almost all of the words in the English language. So you may learn something because I sure have. So if you uh, if you think other people would like this, you should go let them know about it. Okay, the first word in this episode is the word. Chine, C-H-I-N-E. It's the first form uh, noun from the 14th century. One, the synonyms are backbone and spine. Also, a cut of meat, including all or part of the backbone. I'm not a meat eater, so I never heard about this one. I've never heard this. The chine. Uh, Number two, the intersection of the bottom and the sides of a flat or V-bottomed boat. And that makes sense. It's the spine. It's the the spine of the boat, the bottom, the point. Uh, let's see. This is from Anglo-French. A shine, a sheen of Germanic origin, akin to the old high German skina, which is shin bone or needle. And there's more at the word shin. How that became backbone or spine, I have no idea. Now we have the second form of shine. Is that what it is? No, chine, chine. Uh, This one is a transitive verb from the 15th century. To cut through the backbone of, as in butchering. You are chining the chine. Next is Chinese. We are definitely in this section of Chinese words. That's all of this, the rest of the episode. Uh, so, so let's get into this. Chinese, there's, there's lots of things that are Chinese something, Chinese this, Chinese that. But first is Chinese noun from 1606, 1A, a native or inhabitant of China. 1B, a person of Chinese descent. 2, a group of related languages used by the people of China that are often mutually unintelligible in their spoken form but but share a single system of writing and that constitute a branch of the Sino-Tibetan language family or Sino-Tibetan language family, especially the synonym Mandarin. Now, did I read this part wrong or did I what is it mutually unintelligible in their spoken form i don't that's oh i see mute so they're unintelligible from each other they're very similar most people can't tell the difference but they're okay i gotcha and then chinese is also an adjective next is chinese boxes two words noun from 1829 one a set of boxes graduated in size so that each fits into the next larger one well, that's sim- very similar to those uh, Russian nesting dolls. Number two, something that resembles a set of Chinese boxes, especially in complexity. Next is Chinese cabbage, two words, noun from 1842. Either of two Asian brassicas, now grown in the U.S. and widely used as greens. And then we have A, the synonym is bok choy, that's two words, and B, one that forms elongate, more or less solid cylindrical heads and has pale green or cream-colored leaves. And the scientific name for that one is Brassica rapa pekinensis. It looks like uh, like Peking Peking is in there, uh, pekinensis. And that is Chinese cabbage. 
Next is Chinese checkers. Two words, noun from 1936. A game in which each player seeks to be the first to transfer a set of marbles from a home point to the opposite point of a uh, of a pitted six-pointed star by single moves or jumps. I haven't played this game since I was probably in junior high. Uh, yeah, it's a fun game. I think it's best if you have six players, but you can probably play with less people, I would assume. Next is Chinese chestnut. Two words, noun from circa 1909. An Asian chestnut that is resistant to chestnut blight. Well, that's good. Uh, it's not so good for the other chestnuts, but, but it's good for the Chinese chestnut. Uh, and the scientific name is Castanea mollissima. Next is Chinese chive. Two words, noun from 1968. And we just have the synonym garlic chive, which sounds really good. Uh, this one is usually used in plural, Chinese chives. Next is Chinese copy, like the word C-O-P-Y. Uh, this is two words, noun from 1920, an exact imitation or duplicate that includes defects as well as desired qualities. Where, what would you use this? How would you, what's the context that you would use this phrase Chinese copy in? Hmm, I don't know. Haven't heard it, probably will never use it myself. Next is Chinese crested, two words, noun from 1976, any of a breed of hairless or coated dogs with a plumed tail and a crest of hair on the head. Now, are they, is the, the, the plumed tail and the crest of hair on the head, is that just how they're born or is that, are they cut that way and they make it look like that? I don't know. I don't know what these Chinese cresteds look like, so maybe I should post a picture on social media. Next is Chinese gooseberry, two words, noun from 1925. A subtropical vine that bears kiwi fruit. Kiwi fruit. Also, the synonym kiwi fruit. Now, is that a different kind of fruit than just what we call kiwi? Or is that the same thing? Uh, the scientific name is. Oh, this is fun. Um, Actinidia, Actinidia deliciosa. The, the word delicious is almost in there. Deliciosa. And then also Actinidia. Chinensis, and that is, those are of the family Actinidiaceae. Uh, delici- delicious and Chinese, those are basically in the scientific names. It's a gooseberry. Okay, next we have Chinese lantern. Two words, noun from 1825. A collapsible translucent covering for a light. Next is Chinese parsley. Two words, noun, from circa 1953, and the synonym is just the word cilantro. Uh, I didn't know that Chinese parsley was another name for cilantro. So many Chinese versions. Like, why? Why? Did most of these just grow in China, and then we found out about them over here, Uh, like the chestnut, and the gooseberry, and the parsley, and the chives? Uh, I don't know. Garlic chive is the same as Chinese chive. Uh, so many foods to learn about. All right, next is Chinese puzzle, noun from circa 1815. One, an intricate or ingenious puzzle. Number two, something intricate and obscure. 
I, I mean, I'm aware of the uh, the Chinese finger trap. Uh, by the way, I feel like using the word Chinese in many of these cases is probably uh, a bit dated. Um, you know, but if they came from China, if that's where they were made, then that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, so what? Why? Why a Chinese puzzle is intricate or ingenious or obscure? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I need to find an example of a Chinese puzzle. Next is Chinese restaurant syndrome. What is this? It's a long definition. Noun from 1968. A group of symptoms. Uh, there's a lot in parentheses. A group of symptoms that is held to affect susceptible persons eating food and especially Chinese food heavily seasoned with monosodium glutamate, uh, which is MSG. I, I guess Chinese food, at least back in the day, was known for having a lot of MSG in it. I don't know if that's quite the case anymore. Uh, but what are these symptoms? Numbness of the neck, arms, and back with headache, dizziness, and palpitations. Um, so yeah, this basically just seems like uh, if you eat a lot of food with MSG, you might get these symptoms. And it because it is MSG is typically used in Chinese food, then that's where the name comes from. But you know, it's probably not great to call it Chinese restaurant syndrome. It could be it should be called MSG syndrome but I don't know. All right, next we have Chinese Sharpay. Sharpay, oh, this is two words. Sharpay is C-H-A-R hyphen P-E-I, noun from 1975, and we just have the synonym Sharpay. Uh, it's a kind of dog, and I I guess, is there, is there a, a Chinese version of this? Did they, I, I don't know. I mean, if the synonym is just Sharpay, then it should just be Sharpay. Uh, next is Chinese wall, two words, noun from 1900, a strong barrier, especially a serious obstacle to understanding. Okay, uh, this is from Chinese wall, a defensive wall built in the 3rd century BC between China and Mongolia. Now, I'm assuming that that's also the Great Wall of China. Uh, so then they you know, just took that idea of like, oh, you know, they made this amazing wall. It's a strong barrier. So we're going to just use that phrase in other things. Okay, next is Chinese white. It's the color white. Two words, noun from circa 1884. The synonym is zinc white. Z-I-N-C. What kind of white is that? It's basically just white. Why is there a version called Chinese white? I have no idea. And then our last word is the word Ching, capital C-H-I-N-G. You could also have an apostrophe before the I. This is a noun from 1795. A Manchu, uh, a Manchu dynasty in China dated 1644 to 1912 and the last imperial dynasty. Yeah, there were many dynasties in China some lasting for obviously hundreds of years for a very long time. Um, and uh, I, I had them all memorized at one point because I in my one of my history classes or something in uh, in high school. But I promptly forgot them all. But yeah, this one is almost, uh, let's see, two, over 250 years, almost 300 years. That is a long time. Uh, and then, so this is from, let's see, the... Uh, Chin word, 
it says just C-H-I-N. There's no period, so I assume that's just the chin. That, that's probably one of those, uh, the Chinese languages that we mentioned before. Um, and then in parentheses, it says Beijing. And then the word uh, is Q-I-N-G. Uh, so that, the, the Qing, the Qing dynasty, this Qing word is from their word, which I assume is pronounced very similarly. Uh, I don't. I don't know enough about Chinese languages, so that's that. I'm. I'm lacking in that department. Um, okay, so let's see. Our words were chine, Chinese, Chinese boxes, Chinese cabbage, Chinese checkers, Chinese chestnut, Chinese chive, Chinese copy, Chinese crested, Chinese gooseberry, Chinese lantern, Chinese parsley, Chinese puzzle, Chinese restaurant syndrome, Chinese charpe, Chinese wall, Chinese white and ching uh well i think i'll pick chinese as the word of the episode because it covers so many ground it covers the people who are from china and it covers the languages uh my friend actually took uh chinese he lived in china for eight years or something uh those are those are very difficult languages to learn. Uh, so I'm really impressed with anybody who can do that. Um, you know, that goes for obviously uh, Korean and Japanese and Vietnamese and all of those related languages. Uh, so I'm very impressed by that. Uh, I, I was very, very lucky enough uh, through my job to be able to go visit a couple of cities in China, which was really an amazing experience. So I would love to get back there, but I definitely need a translator to come with me. We had a lot of fun one day trying to describe the food that we wanted at one restaurant, and our translator hadn't arrived yet. Uh, so that was that was a fun experience, drawing pictures and things. Uh, okay, so I, I, I feel like if I were to try to sing a song about the word Chinese, uh, I'm always worried about being disrespectful in some way, and I obviously do not want to come off that way. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know if I'm going to sing a song about Chinese. Hey, future Spencer here. I uh, just want to throw in a little thing. Um, I don't really know why I said I didn't want to sing a song about the word Chinese. I think that was the word. Um, I uh, maybe by just saying that that became a little bit more disrespectful. It didn't need to be. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know why I did that. Uh, so maybe I can come up with a song about Chinese right now. I don't know how to do that because all my songs sound the same and I want to try to do something different. There are so many things that come from China and you can call them Chinese. We have chestnuts and checkers and cabbage and boxes and chives and gooseberries and lantern lanterns and puzzles. And that's good for that song. All right, let's move on to the rest of the episode. Um, okay, let's talk about the holidays. I, I, hope there's a, I hope there's a good holiday in China today, but the chances of that are pretty slim. It is National Best Friend Day. Who's your best friend? Go say hi. It is World Oceans Day. We got some oceans. Go go give the oceans a hug. In Slovenia, it is Primoz Trubar Day. In Russia, it is Social Workers Day. In Peru, it is National Architect Day. Also in Peru, it's National Engineers Day. Engineers, architects, they, they, they definitely go hand in hand. In France, it is National Homage Day for those who died in France in Indochina. Well, there's a China thing. Uh, what else do we have? It's World Brain Tumor Day. Um, in, in, in Illinois, the state that I am in, 
It is Pranav Sivakumar Day. I've never heard of this. <laughs> Clearly, not a lot of people know about this. It's not like I'm going to get this day off of work for that. It is Caribbean American HIV AIDS Awareness Day in Norfolk Island. Don't know how to say that word. Norfolk. I'm sure it's said lots of different ways. It is Bounty Day over there. It is the earliest day on which Queen's birthday can fall. That is Australia, except Western Australia and Queensland. And then do we have some more fun holidays? Nope. National Best Friends Day and World Oceans Day. I already said those. Uh, that's that's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.